Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network clarkson driving at seth curry drives the left hand comes back to his right in the lane floats it up and in plus a foul favors hands to clarkson clarkson will fire a three. Oh my jordan clarkson is shooting at a hula hoop clarkson is nine of 12 he's got six threes donovan scoops to o'neill who's yet to make a shot tonight now he fires and hits rudy flares at the angles he gets in the paint Gives it back to Royce, gets the three off in time, and hits! Rolls Royce! Wow! Headline will be Ben Simmons' career-high 42 in loss to Jazz. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm just doing what Coach preach and what we uh, tell each other in the locker room and come in the game, be aggressive, take the shots that are available. And that's what it is. At the end of the day, I'm just coming in, uh, doing what coach is telling me to do and what my teammates trust me to do. And, you know, that's take shots and try to make plays. That never changes if we're up by 20, if we down by 15. Uh, I think my role is kind of, you know, who I am. Gordon, the Jazz remain red hot. After the last time I left you, there's been three Jazz games and three W's against Milwaukee, Miami, and Philadelphia. They've now won 19 of their last 20 games. And we'll get into what happened with the Sixers. Uh, I'm sure we'll cover it throughout the day. But as far as what happened with the Jazz, Jordan Clarkson is just such an incredibly important part of this team. And the Jazz have a lot of way to win games because they've got a lot of weapons. They sure do. And I love what we just heard from Jordan Clarkson there because he said it exactly the way it is. He's being himself. And Quinn Snyder, in a fit of brilliance, has allowed him to be exactly that without putting all these governors on him and not limiting what he can do. He's saying to Jordan Clarkson, go out there and be you. And that's what he's doing. And he's doing it at a level beyond anything he's done before. This is really one of the great coaching moves I've seen that in a long, long time. He's essentially been unchained, unleashed, let go to be who he is and not say, oh, no, no, Jordan, you can't do that because that doesn't fit within the structure of our offense. Right, and Quinn is very, very uh, organized in that, that, that regard. Not, I was going to use the word controlling, but I, I, no, that's not the right word. It's organized. And for him to change it up when Jordan Clarkson is on the floor and let him do pretty much whatever he feels comfortable doing, man, that has been that was spectacular against the Sixers, and it's been so important for the Jazz on so many other occasions. It it, it was impressive, Jake. What were you thinking when you saw him go off that way? What, what was your first thought? Well. I mean, first of all, he only took 20 shots to get 40 points, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, he, he did it in 29 minutes. But the the time in which he did it I thought was pretty important, or a lot of the damage anyway, when he came in for the first time and the Jazz got off to a slow start. They were having trouble uh, putting the ball in the hoop. And Jordan Clarkson came in and went four of four from three. <laughs> and all of a sudden, a game that could have easily have gotten away from them, they remained in striking distance. And then yep. they moved uh, moved past him in the second quarter and never really looked back. So it, it was they needed a spark, and he came in, and he was he's instant energy. He's instant scoring. He changes the dynamic of the game. He's an impossible matchup for the other team, and he had it going. I mean, eight of 13 from three, he, he had it going. And when somebody like that has it going, you want him – to get out there and make it happen, and and he was spectacular. And he does. Here, here's the thing, Gordon: is he doesn't detract 
from anybody else. He's not. He's a player that shoots and creates offense and does those things, but he's he doesn't detract from anybody else. He adds too. And Joe Ingles has talked about that, and I know that feels weird to talk about, but with his role on the team, where he's not going to play 35 minutes a night, he's going to play in situations where he can really get out and highlight the best of who he is. If you compared the number of times that Jazz teammates on the floor with Jordan Clarkson have said. Oh, man, pass me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Versus go, Jordan, go. I mean, it is unanimous on the latter, not the former. He helps his team in so many ways. And it's kind of like, is this just a hot streak that he's on? Or is this an an aberration? Is this what what, what is happening here? But I, I think it's the real deal. I think it's. Jordan feeling completely comfortable and his teammates egging him on, saying, go. But he's not a hog. He, he, he does some things that uh, are individual to his talents, but he passes the ball sometimes. I mean, it's not like uh, the, the black hole. You're just throwing it over there and watching the ball get absorbed by him the whole time. He, he does it when it feels like he's going to be able to create a good shot, and more often than not, he does. You know, if – it's not just a hot streak. For one, he wasn't that great against Miami, where he was That's four right. of fifteen and, and right. he had eleven uh-huh. points. But the thing, what he is, is consistent. Uh, Gordon, whether he's scoring a bunch, he's taking the same shots. He's got an amazing amount of confidence. He doesn't let missing a few uh, detract from. He he knows his role. He knows how important he is. I mean, here's his field goal attempts. Gordon, they're right, and they're all in the same neighborhood. He had twenty last night, which of course is on the high end, but he had it going. 15 against Miami, 18 against Milwaukee, 15 against Boston, 19 against Indiana, 15 against Charlotte, 13 against Atlanta. I mean, wow. you know what you the, the guy is is a model of consistency and he's absolutely a great example of somebody who can uh, who has uh, embraced his role and in return his role has embraced him. Yes. Absolutely correct on every point. And it's and not on top of that. It's just fun to watch him go. Yep. You know, it's just fun to watch what he does. He gives his team a lift. When you look at what happened in last night's game, remember at the beginning of the season we wondered, we were we talked openly about what happens when Donovan Mitchell and Bogdanovich, uh, and, and at that time we were including Conley, who has been unavailable. What happens on the nights when they're they're not scoring? What what happens then? Well, last night, Donovan Mitchell was 9 of 24, and Bogdanovich was 4 of 12. And yet, here comes Jordan Clarkson with the great night, the great lift to the team overall, and the team shoots over 52%. Well, and Joe Ingles. Don't leave Joe out. He was awesome, too. Well, that was going to be my next thought, is that what Clarkson is doing seems to be bleeding over to other players. They all do it their own way. They don't play like Jordan, but the confidence level on this team right now stands out to me. I, Jake, you and I have been watching Jazz basketball for a long, long time. I can't remember a time when so many shooters looked and felt so so confident that they can step up and hit the shots necessary. And even take Royce O'Neal last night. He started out not being able to hit the broad side of a barn, and he hit some big shots at the end there. So, I mean – it's catching. But it, you know what? The, they're, they're about more than that. I mean, you look at these, these three games, Gordon. They won the ball or they won the game 
last night a lot with the three ball. They made a bunch of timely threes. Uh, Jordan Clarkson obviously coming in and scoring in spurts. But the game against Miami, they won with defense. I mean, they second night of a back-to-back, they had to buckle down, and they held the heat to 94 points. Against Milwaukee, the Bucks uh, uncharacteristically hugged all the shooters. So what happened, Gordon? They only hit one three-pointer in the second half against Milwaukee. Only one. But Rudy, Rudy ate him alive. Rudy was 9 of 12 for 27 points. So if you're going to try and take away all the shooting that you're talking about, Rudy's going to feast. And then Derek Favors is going to come off the bench and spell Rudy, and he's going to feast. I mean, it's, it's the multidimensional way in which they're winning these basketball games, which I, I really find fascinating. And, and, and to your point with uh, Jordan Clarkson is it's coming from different dudes. You know, it, yeah, it comes yeah. from Donovan a lot. It comes from Rudy a lot, but it's coming from different dudes. We saw it with Conley, saw it with Clarkson. We've seen it with Bogdanovich. I mean, she's got a lot. You got there, There's a lot you got a game plan for if you're the opponent. You mentioned Gobert. He, he took three shots last night. Three shots. <laughs> so you're right. There are all kinds of different ways to do this. And they're playing without Mike Conley, which, you know, look at the way they're playing right now. I mean, that game last night was 134 to 123. That That isn't exactly a defensive struggle. And yet what you just described, defense played a huge role. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, the only thing I could think of from last night's game that made me wonder a little bit is why couldn't the Jazz guard Ben Simmons? And, and that's the only one I can think of. Uh, Gordon, after the game, of course, Ben Simmons had a career high. Last night for the Bucks, uh, 42 points on 15 of 26 shooting. Um, Tobias Harris also had the second uh, best scoring output of his entire career with 36 points. A little side note for you there. And, of course, the postgame uh, became entirely about Ben Simmons' career high, blah, blah, blah. But he said this, Gordo. He said, quote, I loved when I saw Rudy was guarding me. Um he said, I love being able to go at somebody like that. I feel like it was a bit of disrespect putting him on me. But it is what it is. Unquote. You lost the game, dude. By I mean, 11 you, points. You I lost the game. Thank you for this saying is, that, keep, Gordon. Thank well, you very much. Well, I mean, I, I'm sitting there reading the ESPN account of what happened last night, and it's all about Ben Simmons, like you said. I mean, it's all about Ben Simmons. And they mentioned a couple times where the Jazz had a winning streak or whatever. I mean, but it was all about Ben. And the whole time I'm reading it, because, you know, I'm not I'm not Homer or nothing, but I'm sitting there going, the Jazz are the hottest team in the NBA. They're playing like the best team in the NBA. And they just beat the number one team in the East by 11 points. And the story is all about Ben Simmons. It's just, it's remarkable to me when I read that. It, it, I, 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 you know, I, the whole time I'm reading, I'm going, yeah, the Jazz won. Yeah, the Jazz won. Yeah, the Jazz and, won. And let's let's not pretend like he didn't get lit up on defense. I mean, just Philly could not get a stop when they needed it. Couldn't do it. Didn't have any answer. And that's his reputation. He's supposed to be yeah. this great defender who can guard every position, but he can't guard every position at once. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sitting going, the Jazz are playing a brand of basketball that is it, it, it is somewhat reminiscent of what the Golden State Warriors were doing back in the day. But it's this story was all about Ben Simmons. And I'm, I'm thinking of my uh, – and I generally like to look at things from a – uh, a bigger perspective, you know, but 
The Jazz just won their 19th game out of 20. And this is all about, well, what can Ben Simmons do that he isn't doing now? And it's confounding that he can score like this on some nights and other nights he scores 10 points. So and sometimes he's aggressive and sometimes he's not. Hey, hey, uh, you know, Ben, why, why is that? Well, you know, it's hard to change the nature of a person. And I'm going, but Jordan Clarkson just went for 40 on you guys. What what are you what are you talking to Ben for? Well, okay, so I I want to take a little a little bit of a different spin on it. I don't disagree with you, but I want to talk less about the narrative and more I want to juxtapose something here for all a right. second. All right. If you read all the post-game comments from Philadelphia and what they were talking about, it, their their words in their locker room, you would think they won the Dern game. Yeah. You would, I, you I would think, I mean, Doc Rivers is, is taking a victory lap saying that he hoped, oh, when I when I adjusted the lineup, when I found out Embiid was going to be out, I was hoping that they'd put Rudy on Ben. And by the way, Ben only went three for seven against Rudy. So let's hold the phone on that narrative for a second. But for, for Doc Rivers to be like, yes, I told him to do that. They lost by 11. Two of two of Philly's best players had, had two of the best games in their career, and they lost by 11. And and here's where I'm going to juxtapose it. You go back to any of Donovan's big nights, and I listen to all the post-game comments every single post-game. You go uh-huh. back to any big game that Donovan had during this stretch, and you play his post-game, and what's he doing, Gordon? You know this. Every single time he's going, well, Royce had a big night tonight, and Mike Conley had a big night tonight, and did you see the pick that Rudy set for me? And boy, what a defensive tone that Derek Favors came uh, brought when he came into the game. And my, my Jordan Clarkson is just, he, he was mad on that Shaq game where where all of a sudden it became about Donovan. He was mad that it wasn't about the team. He said, I wanted to come in here and talk about what a great team when this is. Juxtapose that to Ben Simmons, who can't uh, who just wants to talk about himself and what a big night he had when his team lost by 11. Well, a lot I, of times- That was incredible to me, and that's why I, I think, enjoy the vibe the Jazz have, Gordon, sorry, and and Philly, I would be examining that. I mean, really, that's what you're thinking? You're making it all about you uh, after you lost by 11? Yeah. Yeah, I noticed I had the same exact thought as I'm reading about these these comments. It's it, I you would I had that same exact thought, Jake. You would have thought Philly won. You would have thought Philly won. The way they were all talking. And they they just got they got thumped pretty good. And so it's it's uh it's interesting that I, I think I get indications that that's the way Ben thinks. Uh, but he, he doesn't necessarily play selfish, you know? I mean, that was well, an aberration last night, usually setting up his teammates and playing good defense. Here's the thing. That's just simple math because Joel Embiid is such a big part of what they do. He, uh, Tim Lacombe was talking about this last night, that he is responsible for a third of their possessions. He's he's running the show on a third of their possessions. That's that's an amazing number. I mean, there were plenty of shots to be had out there, obviously, and Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons were were going to take them. But I mean, Ben was making you know hook shots in the lane and stuff. I mean, it's not like he put on a dazzling display of offensive basketball. I mean, you're still taking shots from five feet and in. And yeah. good for him. He's he had twenty points in transition last night, and he's a dynamite transition player because you get in front of a guy that size. Mm. But I mean, he had a good game, forty-two points. Okay, 
That's fine. He had a he was one rebound away from a forty point triple double. Give him his due. But his team lost by eleven. What Doc Rivers did or did not do did not work. True. The one thing to keep in mind is that Joel Embiid did not play, and what what kind of difference that would have made in the game, I don't know. He's a great player, and they didn't have him available. But <laughs> I I don't know. I I'm I'm not of. The all poor, poor Utah, you know, nobody pays attention to what's happening here. But I got to I got to say that uh, that seemed really strange to me that you have the two best teams from the each from their leading their conference and they meet up. And not only did the Jazz win, but they handed out to the Sixers their third straight loss. And I know that losing can can be a story, too. But what the Jazz are doing right now, nobody else in the league is doing. And that that's pretty remarkable. Now that's a couple remarkable. a couple against the Clippers. No Paul George, but still the Clippers playing good basketball. Yeah. Is Kawhi being rested or anything? We don't know uh, up in the air on Kawhi, not sure. But uh, Paul George dealing with the foot. I don't know what he's officially listed as, uh but uh, not likely. Well, sooner or later, the Jazz is going to have to lose, uh, or, or you know, it's it's, it's got to happen at some point. But I, I just sit back and watch this team and see the way they play, the way they share the ball, the way they do the things that they do. We talked about Jordan Clarkson and what he's doing right now, which is different from a lot of the other players, and it's a beautiful thing to watch, and it should be taken note of, and it should be highlighted. Uh, it's not very often that this sort of thing happens. Yeah, you can pick out teams here and there that get hot and go on these streaks. But there's nobody else in the NBA who's doing that this year. The Jazz have been absolutely remarkable. Let me read this uh, this uh, tweet to you. And uh, it's from, uh, it's from uh, Tyler. He says, I personally feel that Rudy is the most important player we have. And without him, we struggle. But have we reached that point with Jordan Clarkson now? I feel like without him, we struggle almost as much as we do if Rudy isn't in there. That that that's an interesting observation. What do you make of it, Jake? Um, well, Jordan and his role is extremely important. I certainly agree with that. I I do think what Rudy does makes makes the Jazz unique because what's unique about the Jazz, or, or at least how they're playing right now, is they're uh, almost equally as as elite offensively as they are defensively. And Rudy yeah. makes them elite defensively, almost single-handedly. Almost, because they weren't elite defensively last year. But Rudy, I mean, Rudy's amazing. And plus the way well, he well, rolls to the rim and puts pressure on the basket totally changes the way the other team has to play and opens up the threes like we've talked about. So, I mean, that's... That's a tough comparison. I don't want to sell Jordan short, but Rudy's Rudy. So you talked about uh, the times when when uh, Gobert was was on Ben Simmons. Why else? Why couldn't the Jazz have forty two points? Why did that happen? Because he's six nine and that athletic, <laughs> and he's that. I mean, he he really is. He's he's athletic, and when he's going out there with the determination that he's going to get into the lane and score, he's really difficult to stop. Now he didn't score when he had to score the most for his team in the fourth quarter. And give Royce O'Neal a lot of credit for that because he got stops when they had to get stops. I mean, that's another that's another part of this that was ignored. When the game got down to, I think it was six in the four, in the fourth quarter, 
where was Ben Simmons then as Royce O'Neal was pushing the lead back out to double digits, right? Yeah, yeah. The Jazz were getting stops in the clutch when, when his team needed something. That something wasn't there. So uh, whereas, you know, Royce O'Neal has been cold all game, has the confidence to take those shots and bangs down three of them. But it's important to also remember Joel Embiid is every bit as important to the Sixers as uh, Rudy Gobert is to the Jazz, and they're playing without him. Yeah, well, they, so still, they beat him the by Jazz 11. Playing, picture the Jazz playing the Sixers without Gobert in the lineup. I hear you, but they didn't have Conley. And again, yeah. they still beat him by double digits. I mean, I guess if yeah. you're holding the Jazz, you know, well, why didn't they beat him by 20? Well, then I guess I can come along with you. But like, <laughs> if you're asking was, those questions, then things are pretty right. Good. The game was never in doubt. They ended up winning by 11. The only reason that it wasn't a 20 point lead or a 20 point win is because Philly got off to a hot start. Yeah. 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 I wondered how that was going to go. Were they, what were they, down 10 to 24 or something early yeah. on? Mm-hmm. No big deal. All right, we want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision, giving you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses. That's $1,000 off LASIK during the month of February. Start your road to be uh, vi- to vision at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. More Big Show coming up, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.